Yo, check us out. Chuck D, public enemy. Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DOC, the Diggy Diggy motherfucking God. Yo, 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 what's up? This is your boy, Z-Man. What up, dog? This is e This is Jerry Heller, motherfucker. It's your boy, DJ Paul KOL for 36 Young Busy Bone. Vice One. This your man, Matt Mine, the Hell Razor. Yo, this is DJ Ready Red. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Walsh, and you listen to me on the Murder Master Music Show. Good time on the show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm saying. 
Remember that? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, well, speaking of, of of podcasts, you know, not too long ago you were on Mike Tyson's podcast, um, Hotbox with Mike Tyson. Phenomenal episode, man. Um, what's it like talking to um, the champ? Yo, that that that. Pop, let me just say one thing. When we went on hot boxing, I was high as fuck, bro. Like, I don't know what the fuck Tyson got in his weed. What they was passing around. That shit had me, man. I was I was smashed. But anyway, talking to Mike Tyson, man, is very um surprisingly because. He's very, very intelligent. You know what I'm saying? Like, really, like, not just, like, because you think of Mike Tyson, he's a boxer, he knocked motherfuckers out first round, all that. But when you really speak to him, he's very intelligent. And I had to ask, I asked him, I said, yo, how did you get so intelligent? You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, a lot of people don't use those type of words, where, you know, from coming from where we from. It's not like, you know, you know, he had a vast vocabulary. So I had to ask him. How did you, you know, how did you know, how did you how would you get so smart? He was like, you know, he had this trainer, you know what I'm saying, Customado put him on to this guy and this guy put him on to books and he was reading with Tyson, you know, at a, a very young age and um that's he got into reading books from this guy, you know, he had like a a mentor. And that's what's missing from the inner cities. Like most of the kids I know at least when I came up you know, Mom Duke was at work. We got up, we got home from school about three o'clock. Mom Duke came home about six o'clock from work, and when she got home, she was tired, cooked whatever. So we didn't have nobody reading us books. We was in the streets doing our own thing. So a lot of kids where I'm from, we missed that. Like we missed the mentorship of somebody actually reading with us. Not Mike Tyson because he was a special. He was a special, special. You know what I'm saying? And he had that. He had that mentorship, and that's why he's so intelligent. Yeah, absolutely. He, he, he read books, book. Art of War, and, and, and things like that. And Cush would would you know really uh, have him mentally prepared for the fights as well as physically. What did you think of the, uh, him and Roy Jones, man? I thought it was pretty decent for guys in their fifties. You know, well, that shit was the, that, that that was the night of the that was the night of the year. I thought it was great. You know what I'm saying? Um, just to see, you know, Tyson with the moves. He still got the moves that, that going back and forth. When, you, when I saw that, I was like, oh, shit, Tyson is back. You know, and then, you you know, Roy Jones still got the, the speed and whatever. So it just was like a, um, a throwback, like a classic, you know what I'm saying, to what we used to get, you know what I mean, um, in the boxing world. Because we used to get Tyson, you know, he, every fight he, he had was just, like, exciting, you know what I'm saying? And it was just... It was good to see that in the ring, and then the undercard was crazy too with the Nate and the um, the Paul kid. That fight was crazy, so it was it was a good night of boxing, man. Yeah, yeah, I I was really I think we were all expecting Nate to do uh, more, you know. I, I really wanted him to fuck that Jake Paul kid up, uh, but it turned out the other way, unfortunately. But uh, at least yeah. he'll live to fight another day if he chooses to do so. But who the fuck trained nah. him? Well, <laughs> I already got. I already Got like over half a mil, so let's hope his fighting days is over. He took the bread and just chill out, man. Relax, man. Snoop was like, yeah. "Oh Lord, Snoop Dogg was crazy, yeah. right?" Yeah, he said, that "Oh was. Lord." <laughs> Snoop was, yeah, he was saying uh, Roy Jones's ribs was like tenderoni, but Mike was really digging into them ribs. I know that shit had to hurt. Yeah, man. I'm, I, listen, like Roy Jones said, man. 
it was on his bucket list to get in the ring with Mike Tyson, and he did it, you know? I, I mean, who, who could say they was in the ring with Mike Tyson? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just don't think Mike Tyson wanted to hurt Roy Jones, and I don't, I just, I think it was, I think it was a mutual respect, and it was just, you know, luckily, it was a mutual respect. But I wanted Tyson to fight somebody that he ain't like, like, or somebody he didn't give a fuck about. Like, I wanted him to fuck somebody up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he, I'm sure he's going to get in the ring with uh, some more people. He said he wants to try to do it every couple months, so that's good. Um, that's yeah. nostalgia as fuck, you know, because that's the era I grew up in, and um, it was a blessing to be able to see that and see people like Jordan and, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so it's good. Maybe we'll see other guys come back. Um, but you yourself, man, you got this uh, uh, virtual concert, you know what I'm saying, with your brother Sticky Fingers, man, uh, coming up on the 12th. Um, man, what, what's that uh, What's that going to be like, and where can we check that out at? You can go to sessionslive.com slash onyx. And, um, you know, it's cool, man. It's like, like I said, the COVID is out. You can't really do no shows. We ain't touring. And this is a great way. For people who never saw an Onyx show, or even if you did see an Onyx show, if you did see an Onyx show, then you know what we do. Like, like, like we go crazy. Um, you know, it's going to be different because we, when we perform, the crowd is so into it. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 like we the slam boys. Like, you no, know, like we started the slam dancing and hip hop. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's what we do. So at the shows, most most of the shows, you know, 99 percent of the time motherfuckers is going crazy you know what I'm saying unless we do a show and it's like I hate when we do shows and people are sitting down like there's a sitting like a, like a like a movie theater I'm like I hate that shit but um it's going to be different to perform in a virtual show because there's no fans so we're just going to have to um get the energy from I don't know where we're going to get the energy I guess when I guess when the music comes on we'll see what happens but if people know what we do, Onyx got one of the illest hip hop shows ever, and I can I can I can proudly say that like like we got one of the illest shows. I don't care what nobody say. Like you know like if you've been to an Onyx show, you know like like me and Sticky got that connection on stage where like it's like you know it's like you know we got that that connection. You know what I'm saying? And and I feed off him, he feed off me. The energy be crazy, and we got a great show. You know we've been doing this shit for over thirty years, so. You know, uh, I think I think we got it tight by now. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you see all these cats doing these versus battles. Um, I was trying to think who would be good to match up against Onyx. One one group I thought of was MOP. Man, what do you think? Who were some of the guys you you would want to do one against think, if you I, would? I, I, I think I really I think that would be perfect. Onyx MOP. You know, it's it's crazy because I you know when the verses first came out, I think. I think Primo and RZA just did day verses, and I was, and I, you know, because you know I'm cool with Fame and Billy. That's my, that's our peoples, man. Like you know, um, really, like you know, some dudes in hip hop, you, you you just you cool with, like you click with, and Billy and Fame, we've been on shows with them, tours with them, and you know we got to know the guys and shit. You know the guys are real cool, man. So I wanted to do a versus against MOP because. They came out when we came out. They represent Brooklyn. We represent Queens. But we had that same, you know, that same energy almost. You know what I'm saying? Like that that 90s, early 90s, you know, that rough, unfiltered, you know, no fucking gold chains on, just 
straight hardcore. How about some hardcore throw your guns? You know what I'm saying? Like, like we almost like um, you know, it will be it will be a good versus battle. Put it like that. It will be it will be crazy. The energy would be insane because both you guys got that energy. Um, yeah, I, I think, think there needs to be a, fans would love that. I think there needs to be a platform that, you know, because versus can only do but so much, and you know, it, it's if they're selecting everything, then there's other artists that I'm sure will want to do it. So I think there should be more platforms to do that besides versus. Like you know, there's, there's I think there should be other platforms. So hopefully. You know, somebody jumped to it, and um, we get to do that battle. Cause I don't think I don't think Swiss and Timberland is gonna like okay that one. I don't know. Maybe I know Swiss is a big fan of Onyx. But, you know, I don't. I never met Timberland, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. There, there should be multiple outlets. You know, kind of like the Legends League, like what Tyson's doing. You know, he's gonna branch out into other sports. You know, maybe they can do something like that and extend it to hip hop. Um, there's a lot of cats out. Put it, you know. Um, we got great ideas, man. We working, we working, Sean. We working, Sean. Definitely, definitely. Well, you know, you get great ideas from smoking a lot of great weed, man. And um, you got the Onyx Cannabis Club. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah, man. We got the legal marijuana, legal cannabis, the blood clot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, you know, I've been smoking weed since fucking 15 years old. I've always been into marijuana. Yo, if you look at the uh, source cover, when Onyx was on the source cover, cover the source, if you look at my bandana, my bandana is a weed bandana. You know what I'm saying? If you look at the, uh, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a video called, the video called The Next Nigga. She was sucking the next nigga. If you look at my ring, I had this four finger big ass weed leaf ring that I got in the village. It cost me crazy money and shit. It was some crazy. It was platinum and shit, and it was a, a four finger weed ring. So I always been part of the the weed culture. Smoke more weed than motherfucking Bob Marley. Like this is always part of my rhymes. Um, always part of my whole shit. Like you know what I mean. So, you know. We got a lot of fans everywhere. We want to make sure that our people is not feeling no pain. We want to make sure yeah. our people is feeling good. We want to make sure our people can relax, you know, no stress. And of course, you can't ship weed worldwide. So we got with the we got with a billionaire. His name is David Alki. He's he's part of the um, Coca Cola um, establishment. You know what I'm saying? He's a billionaire. Um, so we got with him. And we just sat down and we just started talking about weed and cannabis and marijuana. And we, we put together a nice little package for everybody. It's, it, it, it's a wellness pack. $99, you get the whole pack. The layout is ill. You get tinctures. Uh, you get uh, rubs. You get joints. You get uh, flour, the whole shit. You know what I'm saying? It's all CBD. Um, so, yeah, man, you can go to SwissX.com. That's the, um, that's, that's the company, SwissX. So yeah, we got with my man David. He's a cool dude. He smokes mad weed. He's mad cool. Billionaire. Just cool, you know what I mean? So yeah, we got with him and shout to Bag Talk Entertainment. You know, Bag Talk put the whole thing together. And um, yeah, man, we just smoking good CBD, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Um, I'm glad they're starting to finally decriminalize it because uh, this, like you said, it's medicine. Uh, people need this. Yeah. 
you know. Oh, yeah. It's been around for so long. So, um, but, uh, it's been around since days. Thousands. That shit, is, that shit is part of, 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 of nature. Everything in nature came years ago. Anything. A piece of grass. Anything that's, that's that you see that's natural, it's been here when the dinosaurs were here. Just like humans was here when the dinosaurs were here. Yeah. Yeah, we, I mean, you know, this shit's been around for a minute. But you, I mean, you stay busy, you know, this pandemic hit um, out of nowhere, you know what I'm saying? And, man, in addition to the, you know what I'm saying, the cannabis club and, and film and, and um, of course, the podcast, and you dropped a dope EP, a few um, joints, man. Um, tell everybody about this project. Oh, man, you know, like you said, man, this pandemic has, um, we've never been through nothing like this ever, man. But, like, when the, when the pandemic first started, man, like, I was scared. Like, we was in we was in Canada, and um, it was like, if you don't get out the country in two days, you're going to be stuck. It was crazy. Like, we at the airport, they talking about some old fucking, uh, it was crazy, man. Like, we had to get the fuck out of Canada, and it was like, all on the news, and it was like everybody, you know, it just felt like night of the living zombies, bro. So with that being said, man, nobody could do nothing. We was just in the crib, and I had these joints in my computer, man. I was just going through my joints, and I, and I had a folder. I was like, oh, shit. I, I opened up the folder, and it was the joints I did with Shy Skills. Rest in peace, Shy Skills. Shy Skills is a great producer, man. This dude produced Slam. He, he would do Shifty. Um, he would do Throw Your Gun. Basically, this dude produced the whole fucking first album, Back the Fuck Up, the Onyx album. And um, it's crazy because since the first album, we've never worked with Shot Skills ever since. Like, Onyx never did another record with Shot Skills except the first album. He wasn't on the second album. He wasn't on the third album. He wasn't on these, nothing. You know what I'm saying? It's like we just... I don't know that, and that's kind of crazy. Like to 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 do a classic album with somebody, producer, and, and it from there never work with them again, and they're still around. You know what I'm saying? So there was no hard feelings. We was just doing our thing. He was doing his thing. You know what I'm saying? There was no bad blood or nothing. It just worked out like that. Um, so being shot skills years later, man. We was in the studio in Queens years later. It's like 2000, maybe 2000. 2010, 11, 12, I don't know, you know what I'm saying, but it was a while ago, and we did these joints in the studio, we was in the studio just chilling for like a week straight, just banging out joints, and all the joints is freestyle, like, I remember was in the studio, I didn't write nothing, it was just like a vibe being in that and shit, so, um, during the pandemic, I was like, let me release these joints, because Shot Skills passed away a couple of years ago, man, so... I said, let me let me let me let me put these joints out to the public so they can hear it. You know what I'm saying? During the pandemic, during this coronavirus shit. So yeah, it's called a few joints, man, and produced by Shy Skills, and it's just some real hip hop shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, that's a good way to pay homage to him too. Um, you know what I'm saying? Kind of um, memory of him. Why why didn't you guys uh, uh, ever work with him? You just didn't cross paths again, or? Nah, Shaw Skills, um, he was started working with LL, and he was working with Shaq. You know, he started yeah. doing his thing. 
and you know, I was doing movies, and it, it was hard for anybody to get in the room together at one point. You know what I'm saying? Like, then Sticky started. It was just Sticky started doing movies. It was just like it was hard for, for even Onyx to get in the room. So, you know, Shot Skills started doing his thing, and we picked up the beat machine because on the second album, Onyx produced the whole second album. You know what I'm saying? Like Last Days, All We Got Is Us. Joints like that, like you know, I produce those joints. You know what I'm saying? And 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 the and the vibe of the whole crew, though, was like I was pressing the buttons, but it was a it was a vibe. You know what I'm saying? We was in our own little vibe and shit. So we produced the whole second album. We didn't we didn't want to use shot skills. Oh. You guys were were you know doing your own thing. Um, thing waking up good. Studio in the crib, you know, just banging out, just you know. We was in Jersey, you know what I'm saying? We had the um, crazy ass. We called it the, the the the. It was like the fucking the crib was crazy. It was just that was like the headquarters, man. Everybody used to come through there, man. And just we had a vibe over there, and um, yeah. So we didn't need shot skills. We was we we got an NPC SB12 S950. We started doing our own shit. Man, you you wear many hats, Fredro. I mean, um, you were talking about acting. Um, I was uh, watching uh, your YouTube a while back, and uh, you were talking about Sunset Park, classic uh, flick, and then of course, um, dope soundtrack. But you were at the uh, premiere, and uh, Pac came there. Um, you had a song on the soundtrack. Uh, you know what I'm saying? What was that like to? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, um, have peers like Pac and everybody come and acknowledge your performance. Yo, it was like, man, yo, my life, man, I feel like my life has been hip hop since hip hop was hip hop. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I can't remember nothing else but hip hop growing up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's all I've ever been about. So to grow up and be be peers with guys like Tupac and then Snoop Dogg and the Wu Tang Clan, the Buster Rhymes, you know the Dodge Effects and the, the Naughty by Natures, you know and the Jam Master Jays and you know the Public Enemies, the LLs, you know these were guys that were that the DMXs and you know, these were guys we was around. These was like, it's like a big high school. Hip-hop is like high school. Really, for real, it's like, it's like a high school. You got a high school, you got these niggas sing together, these motherfuckers sing together, these niggas sing together. Everybody got their own little separate shit, but everybody comes to the lunchroom, and that's where, you know. So, you know, you was, you was at shows with niggas. You've seen niggas in the tunnel. You've seen niggas at... Sound Factory, you see niggas at the clubs, you see niggas at the studios, like, you know, it, it was like a brotherhood, you know what I mean? Just to be around yeah. the shit, you know what I'm saying? It, it, there was a few little, you know, the East Coast, West Coast beef and all that shit, but for the most part, hip-hop was was a brotherhood, man. It was always, you know, you know, we in the same high school, you know what I'm saying? But there's always going to be fights in the high school. There's always going to be fights in the back there case niggas got to get it all, you know what I'm saying? So, but... That's how hip hop is, man. Hip hop is like a fucking big high school. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. you know, you were talking about that time too. 
game changer right there. Did he want you to sign uh, the solo or the group onyx to death row? No, 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 no. What happened was Suge Knight was with Tupac. They came to the Sunset Park premiere, and that night there was a, a offer on the table that came out of that Suge told me like straight up, like Yo, I want you to sign with Death Row, and um, that was just you know I don't know if he was real or. But he just he just saw Sunset Park, so he probably was like, "Yo, this dude, you know, because him and Tupac, they they was watching they was watching Sunset Park, you know, the whole Death Row. They niggas came in mad deep. Them niggas was watching this shit. They was laughing. Them niggas was throwing popcorn, all that shit. You know what I'm saying? So everybody had a good time. And I think when Shug seen me on 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 the screen, he probably was like, "Yo, if I get this nigga, I got Tupac, two actor niggas. You know what I'm saying? He probably was trying to put a play together, you know." Shit, like for real, and that that would have been crazy though. Imagine me and Tupac in the same movie together doing, like that, yeah. that would have that no that would have been crazy. Me and this nigga yeah. in the same movie, that would have been crazy. Because <laughs> I think I think of you and uh, Strapped and him and Juice. I mean, you couldn't get two better villains. Right, exactly. And you know what's crazy, like. Strapped and don't, like I'm, I'm just a nice guy. Like I don't know why they want me to play the bad guy. You know what I'm saying? I guess I don't know. I guess the Rockaway Boulevard in me. You know what I'm saying? The, the Southside Queens. But I'm a nice guy. Like when I'm on the set, the director has to be like, now nah, you got to be more hard. Like you got to go harder than that. Like this is acting. Like the director has to actually tell me to go harder. Like you know what I mean? I'm like, but. It's, it's an emotion that I can capture very well, coming from where I'm from. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've seen a lot of shit happen in my in my in my in my life, man. A lot of, lot of shit, my dude. So you know that that emotion, as far as acting, yeah, the villain the villain is definitely there. But there's a lot of other emotions that we go through in the hood. A lot of pain, a lot of you know love and all that. So I'm I'm looking to do other things with this with this acting shit. But hey. If I gotta be the villain, I'll be the villain. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I like yeah. being the villain. Yeah, fuck it. Well, just like Pac, you know, he he could he could do anything too. Uh, you guys both had a similar uh, acting range where you can you can go anywhere with it. You know, um, but yeah, that would have been crazy with you and Pac together. Seventy-one boys, man. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, imagine, imagine, imagine if Tupac was still, like, here, though. Imagine that shit. Uh, what he would have done over the last, uh, you know I'm saying, 24 years, it, it, it would have been incredible. I mean, he probably would have been producing, directing, um, of course, acting. Uh, the amount of wow. music he would have had would have been just probably thousands and thousands of songs. That's, do you have a catalog like that? Like, do you have a lot of stuff that you haven't released? Nah, I got a catalog. I got some shit. Matter of fact, um, yeah, I'm doing this joint, man. Me and my little brother, Bamboo Star. We got a group called All Star. You know what I'm saying? Um, All Star with two R's and shit. So we got it. We got a, a little, you know, because my brother, he's 20 years younger than me. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So there's a generation gap. So, you know, but he got that real hip hop shit, and and we 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 doing an EP together, man. Um, so goes to your question. 
I had a catalog. I did mad joints because we just finished his Onyx for Life album that's coming out. Onyx for Life that's coming out. And I did like 30 joints. So we picked, we picked 15 joints, I think, for the Onyx album. And um, so I had some joints that I thought that, that, that should come out, you know, some part of my catalog. So we're doing an EP, me and Bamboo Star. You know what I'm saying? The group is called All Star. You know what I'm saying? We're looking for... We're looking for, for some all-stars to be with all-stars, you know what I'm saying? So, holla at me, you know what I'm saying? We're looking for some young talent, real hip-hop shit, though, real hip-hop. It got to be real hip-hop to be a part of this all-star movement, you know what I'm saying? And um, once 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 motherfuckers is forced to get these vaccines and, and everybody start traveling again, we're going to be killing them on the road. So, look out for all-star. Yeah. Hey, you guys go overseas a lot, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, man, we stay overseas, man. We love Europe, man. Europe, Russia, Russia, Croatia, you know, Poland, England, you know what I mean? All that, man. We love that. We love overseas. Yeah, Yeah, man. I got a a caller uh, from France. He's got a a couple questions for you uh, real quick. Um, Tell that nigga, comment allez-vous? (laughs) <laughs> How you doing, Sin? Hi, hi, Sin. <laughs> He's sitting. Hi, Philip Star. Um, Jim Appel, Fred Joe Star. Yeah. <laughs> Comment allez-vous? <laughs> All right. Um, can I tell us? About, yeah. Can I tell us about the song? And we do it like this, in a National Indian profile with Charles back in the day. First, first song. Yeah, man. All we got, look, how we do it like this, man. That's the first. <laughs> you you a wild boy asking about that song. That song <laughs> is first. Look, see, check this out. Before we met Jam Master J, we was we was on. Before we met Jam Master J, we was on his label. You know what I'm saying? We was on Profile Records. We went to the studio called Calliope Studios. And the producer of that record, rest in peace to be with, another one of my producers that got signed to Heaven Records. Um, Rest in peace to be with, he got signed to Heaven Records. Um, He produced the track. I found out years later that it was a Curtis Mayfield sample. Um, And it was... The chorus was just, ah, we do it like this. Ah, we do it like this. It was a fun record, man. Rest in peace to Big DS, who's, who's not here either, who was on the record. A founder member of Onyx. Rest in peace to Big DS. It was Big DS, Sun Caesar. His name was Suave at the time. He changed his name to Sun Caesar. It was Suave. It was Suave, Big DS, and Fredro Star. You know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, I think my name was Cool Fredro. My name was Cool Fred Joe. Cool Fred Joe when I was on that record. It wasn't even, I don't even think it was Fred Joe Star. My name was Cool Fred Joe. <laughs> Yo, dudes, we was like 19. And um, my manager, Jeff Harris, we had did the record at Calliope with B. Wiz, you know what I'm saying? B. Wiz, he did the, he did the beat on an SB, not an SB12, not even an SB1200, an SB12. So the sample time wasn't very much. And he made that beat, you know what I'm saying? And um, we did that shit at Calliope Studios. Jeff Harris took it to the profile records, and we got a fucking single deal 
off that record. You know what I'm saying? And Red Alert was playing the record on the radio. DJ Red Alert, famous DJ from New yeah. York, the legend. So Red Alert was yeah. playing the record on the radio, but he wasn't playing the lyrics. He was just playing the beat. He was just like you hear on the radio, just the beat. You know what I'm saying? But you didn't hear the rhymes or the chorus or nothing. So one day I saw DJ Red Alert. He was at he was at this club called the Building. It was like on 23rd, 26th Street or something like that. The Building, Powerhouse. You know what I'm saying? Everybody used to go to Powerhouse. Uh, DJ Premier, Gangstar used to be in there, Ladies of the New School used to be in there. So, anyway, I think we was at a Ladies of the New School show. I come outside, I see Red Alert. I see, yo, man, I gotta, I gotta go up to Red Alert. So, I go up to DJ Red Alert, I see, yo, man, my name is, my name is Cool Fred Joe, I'm in a group called Onyx, and we got a record called Ah, we do it like this. He's like, yeah, I got the record. I'm like, yeah, I know you playing the beat, but you're not playing the rhymes, you ain't playing the, the, the vocals. He was like, I like the beat. But I'm I'm not I, I don't really I'm not really checking for the lyrics, and I was like, oh shit, this nigga like kind of like just blew my whole like yo he blew my whole world up when he said that shit, cause when he said that he either give up or go harder, and that shit made me go extra hard. So thanks to Red Alert, I went extra hard with this rap shit just cause of him. Thank you, Red yeah. Alert. Right. Yes, sir. And uh, tell us about you. You recollect two records for the demo accepted by Jamester J, Stick and Move and Exercise, who sang the band to the Sweet of Label Jamester J record. Exercise. Can you tell us about how, yo, how do you know about Exercise, bro? <laughs> this guy's like a hip hop encyclopedia, man. No, no. Not everybody knows about that shit. Steve Lobel knows about the Exercise shit because. We had this shit called Exercise, and um, we had wrote it, and we, we we did the song, but we thought the song was corny. So we was like, all right, we're going to get this white rapper to, to do this shit. And my man, Steve Lobel, I had the, he had the kid and whatever. This kid was like some cool Italian guy. Um, Steve Lobel, is a, he's a big executive right now, hip-hop. But this is how long we knew him, and we had the dude coming to Jersey. He was doing an exercise joint. Yeah, but that was one of the songs that was on the demo. Yup, you ain't lying, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah, stick it, stick and move too. <laughs> yes, yeah, the one that was yeah. the one. Yeah. And tell us about J. How, how was the first time you met him? Look, look, man, I ain't gonna talk about J. Everybody know the first time I met Jay. Everybody know that story already, man. You know what I'm saying? But I will say this: if you go on the Rappers and Bowlers podcast, we just dropped. The Jam Master J, his sons is on the episode, his two sons, um, TJ and uh, Jesse. So this is the first time I I spoke to the son, you know what I mean? I, I haven't even spoke to the, to the kids since, like, I haven't even seen them since, like, I don't even know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Since we was doing, like, the first album, they would be at the, you know, at the crib or whatever. Um, but they were, like, little kids. So, yeah, you can go on the Rappers and Ballers podcast. And Jam Master J Kids is on there. They got a new weed, you know what I'm saying, deal with cookies and shit, you know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah, they they in the uh, marijuana business. Jay was a big smoker. So it's just cool to see his kids carrying on a legacy through marijuana because Jay would have definitely been down with that. You know what I'm saying? That's how I met Jay, smoking weed. That's all you need to know. Yeah. 
Well, that, that's dope that you got to interview his kids. Um, you know what I'm saying? All these years later. Um, yeah. Oh, man. Hell yeah. But the the rapper uh, rappers and ballers podcast. You know what I'm saying? Uh, how many episodes are you guys in? Um, right now we 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 still wet behind the ears, man. We we ain't fucking with you, bro. Like we got like we did about about thirty forty episodes. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so, hell yeah. So we got some. Got the one with Zab Judah was a great episode. Cause me and Zab, we go back. Yo, me and Zab, man. I was at Zab Judah first fights when he was fighting in Brooklyn at the at the gym type shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I like, you know, I met him through my man Monte Barrett, who was a, a professional heavyweight boxer. He was part of the Onyx crew. You know, he went to John Adams with us. He lived in the neighborhood. So you know, he introduced me to Zab. So that was a cool episode. Um. We got some cool, cool episodes, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, man. It's, it's cool. It's cool doing it. You know what I mean? Because, like I said, we're not touring. So, most people, you got to keep creating and keep content moving. And the rappers and ballers is something we we love, man. The basketball and all of that. You know, I love football. I've been losing my bets lately, man. I'm, I'm, I think I'm done with the betting, man. I just, I'm done with it, man. My fucking parlays is getting busted. Yo, the fuck, yo. I'm, yo, Tom Brady, we got yo. He killed me last week, bro. He killed me last week. The Chiefs, the the, the, the Chiefs have three and a half points, and this, and they got it. Yo, I was like, oh my god, Tom Brady. But anyway, enough for that. We love sports, rappers and ballers. I'm out of here. I'm about to put the the ornaments on the Christmas tree. You know what it is? Happy holidays. Holla at your boy Star. You can get the merch. We got the best merch in the game, onyxhq.com. Onyxhq.com. Get the hoodies, hats, whatever. Holla at us. I'm out of here. Take care of yourself, man. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus